0: Hey, what's up? This is former NFL offensive lineman Ross Tucker from the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and you are listening to the 4th and Forever Podcast with Stuart and Darren. Maybe the, I don't know, 4th, 5th best NFL podcast around after mine, ATN, Fantasy Feast, Even Money. Anyway, these guys are
1: up there. They rock. like and welcome into the 4th and Forever podcast. I'd like to start today with a thank you to everyone who's reached out to me over the last uh, day or two. As Tom Brady goes on to his 10th Super Bowl, meaning he has been in almost 20% of all Super Bowls ever and almost half of those that I have ever watched, I am tired. What's more, I have to watch him face off against the guy who could be about to do the same thing over the next 20 years in Patrick Mahomes. But not all is lost, it's not all despair, not all doom and gloom, for I am joined today by not Darren Butter, although, you know, get well soon Darren, but by someone else who might just be sharing a similar sentiment to myself, he is the People's Analyst, Mr Steve Bothwell is here, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going, Dad? Bloody hell, what an intro. I know, I think that's probably my best one I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the People's truly, Analyst. truly heartfelt. The People's Analyst, what you mean is the, I think that's the shorthand for the grumpiest bastard you've ever had in your podcast.
1: <laughs> oh no, come on, like, have you met Darren? Uh, yes, yes. He's an amateur, <laughs> he's a learning man. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, amateur grumpy man. <laughs> Aye. I've spent a lot of years honing my craft. Absolutely, still you've, not, you perfected still not, it. Uh,
0: still not quite perfected
1: it yet. Yeah, no, you're you're the the, the Tom Brady of grumpiness. Uh, oh like honed your craft. Don't want to. <laughs> don't. You, you like that comparison? No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> and he's the Patrick Mahomes. It's the handoff. It's happening.
0: See, you might be comparing me to the greatest of all time, which he probably is. But to me, it's just it'd be like it's like watching Rangers play Celtic. I mean, it's just no no joy from that whatsoever.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for those Scottish football fans amongst us, um, like I, I still take no joy in the fact that Rangers are preventing Celtic from gaining a, a tenth title in a row at the moment. As uh, so um,
0: just... much as I've given up in Scottish football, the uh, the green half of that horrible duo have just been unbearable the past half dozen years or so. Double, treble, treble, treble. Mm. T- they are just as bad as they are. there's a lot, so why? 10 narrow. the new Rangers, who cares? I don't, we're we'll here to talk about well, I suppose the
1: it's, football it's, it's, a, it's a brand new team anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we digress, uh, we just lost any Rangers fans listening, it doesn't matter, we well, also probably lost any Celtic fans, don't really mind either, no, it's fine. Yeah, we don't care. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, we just had uh, Championship Sunday, or as it is in New Zealand, Championship Monday, And we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Green Bay Packers in the first game. And the Buffalo Bills went down to Kansas City. Um, Two games which I I watched in full because uh, we had the Monday off in New Zealand, which was ideal. Also got the Monday off for the Super Bowl for Waitangi Day. It's great. So uh, anyone who's listening is in the Wellington area, please do hit me up. We're happy to entertain over the course of the game. Um, But uh, the games that just happened... First of all, like let's just go chronologically. Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. Very close game. Went right down to the wire. But um, ultimately, Green Bay just couldn't make the most off of three Tom Brady interceptions. Uh, and on two of those drives, they just went for minus five yards. Um, just really couldn't make the most of it when they actually got the opportunities. Uh, Buccaneers pass rush went totally off in this one. So embarrassing the likes of Billy Turnstile, excuse me, Turner. Uh, as our boy Shaq Barrett tallied three sacks and Jason Pierre-Paul got two, Devon White had 15 tackles through the course of this game to totally stuff the run game up the middle. Uh, the defense also forced two fumbles and knocked Aaron Jones out of the game, which probably proved quite crucial. Um, Packers pass rush just wasn't getting there most of the time. Um, the one pass rush which really affected Brady on a pick was when Darnell Savage actually came on the safety blitz. Um, it just, like, th- th- this game, It's uh, it started off really close, and you just thought that Brady was giving the Packers all these chances, but then, uncharacteristically, the Packers were getting down to near the goal line and, and not converting. And um, through the course of the first, like, for, for the entire regular season, there were something like 24 or 25 with uh, uh, goal-to-go situations and scoring. Um and it just uh, didn't didn't materialise in this. It was Devontae Adams drops, it was Aaron Rodgers uh not running when he could. It just, just did not pan out for the Packers.
0: Yeah, it was a strange one for me,
1: you've got to take into
0: account as well that strange season it's been. i i have got something in my head here, so I'll just I'll just uh You go for it. it down here. The Packers have the Sorry, the Buccaneers have got to the, got to the big one. But, you know, they've been very lucky. I'm, I'm going along with this lucky thing first. If you just think yeah. about it, they've, they've done well enough to make the playoffs. They've, they've probably they played well enough to make the playoffs. The wild card. But then they get to play one of the worst playoff contenders I've seen in the past 20, 30 years in Washington. And even then, mm-hmm. Washington with a backup quarterback.
1: Then,
0: yeah, yeah, and then they go on and they get the Saints.
1: With nail and Drew Brees. Play. You yeah. can only play through the regular yeah. season, yeah. yeah
0: with, 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 with a banged-up Drew Brees, you could barely throw it further than I can. And they get past that. Okay, I'll, I'll give them their, their due for for beating the Packers, but they wouldn't have beaten the Packers if there was a crowd at Lambeau Field.
1: Mm. They
0: wouldn't have, and that's I mean, like, the, the whole the, thing. The, the, about this the crowd that were there, home field advantage nothing there's no home field advantage and that's that's a big factor this year and that's why the, i think that's why the bucks are actually uh in the final <coughs> i wouldn't put Damn it all much, down to, to brady it's not one man doesn't make a team he goes a long way to help it no nope. they're a pretty decent team there together the, the defense they're a very good run defense at uh, devon white what a what a player Um, Absolutely, but uh,
1: Vita Vea coming back in as well in this game. Yeah, uh, he might not have shown up too much on the stat sheet, but he was really he was plugging up holes. But he was actually really effective on passing downs. Yeah, he was the guy who was really you know causing some disruption and then allowing the likes of Shaq, Barrett and JPP to get up in there. Yeah, I think I mean
0: the the pass rush. You can always uh, call plays to negate the pass rush. You know your usual uh, screens and dump offs and but. Green Bay style of play, just, it's predicated upon Arden Jones running the ball, and mm-hmm. as you say, they, they took him out, and it's always going to be difficult to run the ball against that, uh, that D of uh, Tampa. But, as like I said, I didn't watch the game, and there's too much shit going on here, and you know, once we get the, the playoffs and championship games, they stick them on at the back end of the evening, uh, for our timings here, so it just gets a bit difficult. But uh, mm. Apparently LaFleur <clears throat> choose to kick a field goal with but about two and a half minutes remaining.
1: Yeah. I just think and that's like, you just you just I mean like it was you the, could the, see his reasoning behind it. Yeah. In a numbers game. He's like, Well, we've got down here, it's fourth and eight, uh, with goal to go. Um we need to score twice anyway, effectively. So why not take the field goal now and then try to get the ball back? But he's forgetting that he's up against a guy who's done this time and time again. Yeah. In in Tom Brady, and he's on a on a team that has some, some good playmakers. And recently, whenever they've needed to make a play, they've gone and made it. Mm-hmm. And I thought one of the one of the key plays that they had throughout the course of the entire game was that one right before the end of the second quarter, where um, basically uh, R- Rodgers gets the ball. Like they just don't manage to do anything with it. Uh, then Buccaneers get the ball, drive a little bit, and then just a like a 40-yard dime to uh, Scotty Miller with about three seconds left to go, just absolutely making a mockery of uh, Kevin King, who should not have been anywhere near Scotty Miller on that pass. Like, like Kevin King's a more longer, rangy sort of corner. He's not fast, mm-hmm. and you're putting him on a deep threat speedster like Scotty Miller. Brady would have seen that and instantly just thought, well, this is... This is it. This is a touchdown. Ah, oh, but like, I mean, we're, not even, we're not even playing for the field goal anymore. Just, yeah. Well, if you just put a few
0: like that, a corner bat like that in the field. you obviously have,
1: it have play zone. Well, the end zone. Uh, on, on this particular one, oh. I think they actually went man, and it was just, oh. um, it was just an <laughs> absolute feast for them. But you see, yes, but, this um, is something. I mean, Mart- Ke- Kevin King was done on a couple of big plays. Yeah, but
0: Mark LaFleur is as well. from the New England coaching.
1: Set up. That's his, is that his background? Um, yeah, Lafleur. You had. He was kind of in the like the like along with Kyle Shanahan and and folks like that. So I don't quite oh, know where that no, tree no. comes from. Um, but like at one point, I think you had Lafleur and Shanahan at Cleveland
0: together. Okay, pass, maybe I've maybe. got it wrong. It's just like so pass. many, so many New England assistants, former assistants floating about out there. You just think every single one. No, I'm thinking of Flores. Sorry, my
1: apologies yeah uh, yeah, yeah, you think about Brian Flores, who, uh, yep, yeah, you know, potential coach of the year contender until they didn't make the playoffs. But uh, yep, um, yeah, no, uh, Matt, Matt Lafleur, you you see where he was coming from, but ultimately, I think everyone in the world knew that they had to go for it at that point, and like they they put themselves in a bad situation because. Uh, on that on that that final drive for Green Bay, which they would hoped would not be their final drive, uh, they got into the goal to go situation and it was like ball was in their court. They could go and go and score and then, you know, make a game of it again. Get you know, get up to like, I think we'd have tied it. And um Devontae Adams kind of drops the ball at the like along the along the goal line. Um and like, Devontae Adams had a couple of drops in this one. It was just there was just so much uncharacteristic mistakes from Green Bay in this one.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and you just kind of think like, wow, well, did the occasion just get too much for them? Uh, like, was it the play calling? I, I don't know. Like, ultimately, I think that it's just very, very hard to win games in the NFL, especially championship games. Oh, it is. And without a doubt, yeah.
0: And they are human. But I think you know, as yeah. I said, as I alluded to earlier, that if there been a crowd there, I think the adrenaline would have carried them across the line there. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Like uh, one one thing that's worth mentioning is this was actually Aaron Rodgers' first home NFC Championship game. First home NFC uh, game, it, and there was no crowd. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, just really strange, unfortunate, but you know that's just the nature of the of the league this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, it, it was. It was a, it was a really fun game to watch, um, even though at the end of it, I was lying down uh, on the floor here, uh, like face first into the ground, just crying for a little bit afterwards, because I'm just a little bit fed up with Tom Brady, but um, you know exactly how that feels, Dad. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I'll tell you. Do you, remember, <laughs> do you remember when I used to have a Tom Brady jersey? Not only that... I'd you want had go. that same Tom Brady jersey. Yeah, it was
0: mine. I gave it to you says, so I'm sick of this prick. Here, no, no, this.
1: there was there was two. We
0: both had Tom Brady jerseys. Well, that's because that's the only thing you buy here. they were just selling them.
1: And it's like, but like it was in it was in about 2005, and we were both high on this youngster who's coming up. Yeah. Ah, oh, this is a great story. Everyone was loving it, and now, if I still had that jersey, I would I would have burned it several years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wouldn't. I would not have bothered doing anything with it. I think I, I donated it to someone just to kind of make them a fan of the game. Yeah. But I made them promise they wouldn't be Patriots fans. Uh, well,
0: you know what happened. a it, it, problem. As I said in that uh, the Facebook post, that domination sucks a life out of any sport. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it removes um, the variety and it just sucks a life out of it. And uh, I don't know. Um, no,
1: that's a, a, absolutely... Totally valid. And, like, people get on at me maybe for being a little bit bitter about, like, you know, the success that Brady and the Patriots and just any other team has. And, um, you know, like, I often just say, like, well, I like an underdog. but And that is true. But for the most part, that is that whole thing about just domination in any sport. i like, you know, fair enough. Like, you know, re- I respect it. But it does make a sport that little bit boring. It does. It does. So, I
0: mean, you just look at any of the ones that I've mentioned. Laptops burning in my knees. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, we know all about domination in this country because Scottish football's been ruined by it. It's, it's, mm-hmm. and English football's going the same way, and men's tennis the past 20 years. You might say, oh, these greats. Oh, it's been dreadful. It's been Why bother watching? It's got to be the same guys you're seeing all the time.
1: Mm. Probably. it perhaps yeah. depends on perspective and like you can you can go and you can find places where you know Federer is not taking part in tournaments and you know Nadal's not getting involved Djokovic is away um but in, in like I've managed to sort of find beauty in some sports uh, in spite of who's winning it all the time um I think Formula 1's a, a, a key one for me I don't want to make this a Formula 1 podcast no, no. like in, in my flat um uh, Megan, my my partner, for, for those who aren't aware, um, she's big into American, sorry, not American, but into Formula One. And you know, we watch as a flat and she kind of got me into the individual stories and we watched the Drive to Survive series. And I kind of felt way more invested in just the individuals and whenever they do something great. And then I, I got really involved in the George Russell story like from last season. And I like, oh, he seems, like, he seems really good, but he's in a, a crap car. And then he, he looks like he's going to get points and then, oh, he crashes out or whatever. And then you stick him in the best car in the game and he absolutely destroys everyone. Yeah, well, I mean, and, a lot of these you know, guys... It, it, it's, it's perspective and everything, but, um, you know, you just sort of say like, oh, well, I love the personality and what this guy's doing and stuff. But um Well, I do I NFL, like watching the occasional... It's, ball, ne- it's, it's designed to stop this yeah. rather than just saying, you know, teams like Mercedes, well, you have the most money... Where you go?
0: Yeah, but Stuart, um, I mean, the yeah. NFL is actually supposed to be set up to stop this
1: sort of thing happening. Mhm. But no. do you think Brady was really clever in terms of saying like, well, I don't want to go in the AFC because they've got like I've had to get past Patrick Mahomes to even get to a Super Bowl. Whereas he just sort of said like, who? Okay, who's in the NFC? You got Aaron Rodgers, but the Green Bay Packers aren't helping him. Drew Brees is on his way out. Um, the like the closest contender you've got is Buffalo, and no one really thought Buffalo would be that good this year. So Brady's maybe just so sorry that's in the the, yeah, the AFC side of things. Yeah. Well, on the NFC side of things, you got the Saints, Packers. Um, you know, like Brady's maybe just saying like, hey, this is not a bad roster to go into. Like, Tampa Bay have definitely had their flaws, but you could see the potential in that offense in particular mm-hmm. from last season, and the defense took a big step last year as well, and. When it's counted, like to Sean Murphy, Bunting, and Antoine Winfield Jr. have really come up and helped make this like a really solid team. And like, the, 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 like in terms of who's favourites right now, I think the Chiefs are favoured by three in the Super Bowl. But you know, it's it's close. And as soon as you've got Brady on your side, there's just this belief that must be instilled in that team. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was also. I think Brady had a look at who was doing the. On the offensive side, the ball, the coaching. Uh, Bruce Arians to me is a, well, to me he's underrated. He's always been a great offensive-minded coach. I would say mm-hmm. he's probably in the top, top three in the AFC. Maybe, or top three in the NFL. Yep, certainly been he's up there. They have like his, the his Carson offenses, Palmer, had a renaissance. offenses have always lit up a scoreboard. Always. And the uh, yep. defense took a big step up this year. they uh, you know, they're. Devin White and you see on Tom Winfield Jr. They were very mm-hmm. very very solid players. Player chosen player. uh the time to sort of put it all together, and mm. I think a lot of that is due to you know the talismanic qualities of Tom Brady. You know they think oh we've always got a chance here we've got 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 number twelve playing here, and that's that's a big part of it I think.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like, and Brady doesn't even have to play that well in these games. Like, uh, Tom Brady's won his eighth career playoff game with a sub 75 passer rating, and no other player has more than four such games. Mm -hmm. Like, he just, like, whenever he's not playing that well, someone else will play well around him because they just seem to be determined. Whereas, like, on the other side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers is the first QB in NFL history to lose four straight
0: conference championship games? I think that's down to the, the Parkers hierarchy. I mean, they've got mm. the championship game this year. That's and that's not that's not down to them. You just think what they might have done if they'd actually drafted a, a proper rookie wide receiver for, for yeah. well, I mean, like instead They, they, instead were, of, they were still getting, incredible. Instead of, instead of drafting his, almost there, his proposed successor,
1: I'd have just said, uh, stick it, I'm out of here. Well, I mean, like, you know, there's various schools of thought on how drafting Jordan Love in the first round actually worked out for them this season. Because obviously Love didn't see the, see the field. Um, but the, the, the offense was very effective. Aaron Jones was a really good runner. Uh, Valdez Scantling had his problems, but he was really good. Alan Lazard stepped up. But of course the offense went through Devante Adams, who I think um, like now pound for pound you have to put him down as the best wide receiver in the NFL. Just didn't have that... a game today um but do you buy any of this about Aaron Rodgers moving on he's come out and said himself that like you know the things that he said uh after the game which was effectively that you know everyone's future is up for question and that's true but everyone took that as like oh well that means that he thinks he's out or he's considering his options and stuff where he's just like look no I'm just being a realist and in this game anyone can be out like you don't like it doesn't matter how good you are. There's always chances are that you know your successor's is waiting in the wings, i.e. Jordan Love. Uh, or people might say like you know salary cap. We want to have a bit of a rebuild. Um, but yeah, do you see them moving on from Rogers or were they just say like no, we're going to keep you for next season as well?
0: Well, I've just been beaten by a team with a 43 year old quarterback. So Rodgers Rogers, is only <laughs> 38. So that's that's a quick answer to that one. Well, throw in another thing which only uh, start uh, and yeah, yeah. the MVP, <clears throat> which your many listeners might not be aware of, and that's the ownership situation in Green Bay. They don't have an owner, mm. so effectively the GM is in charge of uh, team operations. They're the only team in the NFL not to have an owner. It's like uh, fan shares, I think, shares. So there's not one person calling the shots. There's now Jerry Jones in Green Bay. So basically, what the GM says goes, and it was the GM at Drafted Jordan Love in the first. Not only drafted him, they moved up to draft him. Yeah. So,
1: like, it just that was the, the the that that was such a story on draft day, and everyone just thought like, well, is this this is either going to light a fire under Aaron Rodgers, or they're just prepared to move on from him? And like, if you draft a quarterback in the first round like that, you expect to be using him within two years. Like, you can't necessarily sit on him, but Green Bay do have previous with this well, aye. with the whole Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre thing but it's not its not the same, it's definitely not the same no, and Aaron Rodgers knows this and I think Aaron Rodgers is the perfect guy to ever have in any quarterback room they would be dumb to move on from him that's it, there's no chance the only way that Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay is if he wants to leave Green Bay yes, yes and uh, regardless of what Doug if he just says Fair me, I'm going to get a play for you
0: again and that's, that's the same yeah. for, uh, for any others. There's, there's a, as you pointed out, there's a few of them floating about the league just now, but we've, we've got mm-hmm. another game to talk about, haven't
1: we? <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get on to them shortly. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, just uh, on another sad Packers news, unfortunately, um, Ted Thompson, the former Packers general manager who actually drafted Aaron Rodgers. Unfortunately, he passed away this week uh, at, at the age of uh, 68, I believe. Um, so uh, Ted, Ted Thompson I believe he was a a very very witty general manager just a real nice sort of guy but um uh, ultimately was was replaced there but uh yeah just just always had sad to see uh sorry, yeah. sad to hear when yep. anyone uh who you've you know like, like <laughs> who's been involved in anything like this passes away just uh our thoughts go out to him and his family and all the Green Bay Packers fans affected yeah very much so absolutely Anyway, uh, moving on to the other game that happened over the weekend, and uh, the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, actually, sorry, I didn't even mention the score in, in the other game. The Buccaneers did win 31-26. Spoiler alert. Um, Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. So I'll just say right off the bat in this one, uh, Kansas City Chiefs won 38-24, but uh, it didn't feel anything like as close as that. Uh, after the Bills went ahead 9 nothing in the first five minutes due to a muff punt by Miko Hardman, how many people in the world do you think, and I'm asking you this, Dad, uh, oh, well, sorry, how many people in the world do you think thought, oh, well, it's the Bills game to lose now?
0: Well, yes. <laughs> ah, I mean, if you just catch the mind back last year, I think the Texans had a 25-point lead.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it's all got hot. Exactly. So that's because well, they lost on their own time. If you were to give me an answer in numbers, uh, the answer, whatever it is, is also the answer to the question, how many idiots were watching this game? Because the Chiefs just seemed to thrive on going behind, and in the end, it wasn't even much of a contest in this one. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were absolutely unstoppable, uh, going 13 catches for 118 yards and two touchdowns for Kelsey. And nine catches for 172 yards, respectively, uh, for Tyreek Hill. Um, and Hill could well have had about 200 yards just in the first quarter alone, had he uh, had he not dropped a a big catch quite early on. Um, and you would have totally been forgiven for wondering if the Chiefs even had any other players out there, because there wasn't really much going on for them. They had uh, Byron Pringle was their next closest receiver. He had three receptions for 22 yards um and that was pretty much it miko hardman had like one big carry for 50 50 yards in the running game darryl williams just kind of churned it away but uh yeah this one was all about that connection between patrick mahomes and his two main targets and tyreek hill and travis kelsey and the bills just couldn't keep up josh allen tried as he might but you, they just never felt like they were threatening And, um, like, you know, the Bills knew that they had to go for it, but it just never really materialised. But um, just to show how much this means to some of these players, Cole Beasley played this game, and uh, actually most of the playoffs, I believe, uh, on a broken leg, and he was still the Bills' leading receiver in this game. So that just goes to show just how much this game means to these players. Yeah,
0: yeah. I thought thought the Bills have done well this year. Overachieved. Uh, Mm. Josh Allen is to me is a real deal, but he still doesn't have enough weapons in offense, as far as I'm concerned. Um,
1: I think he needs more support in the running game. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And maybe another receiver because all they
0: do is key and step on digs, and mainly that's that's 75% of it gone. On the defensive side the ball they're just not. I good think they have got good depth at wide yeah.
1: receiver, but they could do with like another big target. I yeah. seen them get another big guy.
0: Yeah, they haven't the pass rushes are pretty anaemic. Uh they're they do not get enough pressure up the middle area. all of us not stepped up as as hoped. And they no, uh, their, their secondary isn't as strong as you would like for a a contender. So they've still got work yeah. to do, but I think overall the the makeup of the team is quite young, so they seem to be making the right moves, and they've got that uh, key part in place in, in Josh Allen. So I uh, look to the Bills to sort of be back there again quite soon. I think.
1: All depends. The yeah.
0: They've got moves to
1: make. It's Yeah, I think uh, Sean McDermott has done a great job as as a, as a coach of the Bills. I think he's managed to get the most out of a, a, a pretty good unit, but he's actually managed to you know, piece a team together that works with his system. They've got good, good depth at wide receiver uh, with Cole Beasley, Smoke Brown, Gabriel yeah. Davis has shown up a little bit as well. But yeah, like I say, that running game just hasn't really done it so so well. Offensive line has stepped up, but I, like you say, the, the defense just leaves a lot to be desired. You've got Jordan Poyer is an absolute baller back there at safety. Micah Hyde's still pretty good. Uh, and you've got Jerry Hughes there. And I think Leslie Frazier's managed to, you know, <laughs> make the most out of what he's got there. But um, ultimately, they couldn't stop the Chiefs. But then again, who can stop the Chiefs? That's a question that no one really knows the answer to. We'll maybe ask a little bit about that after this when we talk about a Super Bowl matchup, really briefly, and how we do think they might match up. But um, yeah. Um, Another masterclass from Mahomes in this one, right? Do you say so? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. It's um, he just, he just moves so much differently to, to anyone else at the moment. Um, I, I still can't help but really appreciate him at this point. Um, he, he, just, he's just so incredible. Um, although of course he does have all the all the pieces around him, which does help a lot. He's the one putting it out there and making these crazy little flip plays and yeah. being creative and sucking players in and also putting the hearts in the mouths of many Kansas City fans as he goes for, for runs for first downs and doesn't slide and takes hits. Like after that concussion from last last week, like I would have thought they would have just said, like, Look, Patrick, don't scramble. Just do not do it. We don't, yeah. we don't care what else is happening here because even if we don't make this Super Bowl, we don't want you to be totally ruined by some freak injury.
0: Well, that's, that's, that's part of the game as well. And They've, they've got a the great player there, and the great players in Kelsey and, and Hell. but they've been lucky with injuries. <coughs> in the past three seasons, Mahomes staying, is... Staying healthy. Yeah, this season he's less than a quarter out because of that concussion and it happened at the right time. If thought that it happened at the start of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you will you just look at some of our teams around the league, it would have just been absolutely gutted by injuries. And, uh, yeah, and start San Francisco to name one. season ending injuries, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Garoppolo, yeah. probably a few more. Um, San Francisco, more. you know, last year's um, finalists, you think, yeah, they're a good team, and they were a good team.
1: Absolutely, they, got, they, managed to get, they managed to get six wins in the NFC West. I know with Seattle, uh, the Cardinals, and and the Rams, it was, uh, it, was it was impressive coaching. And yeah. anyone who sleeps on San Francisco for next year is an idiot. Yeah, uh, because they they could really do something, especially if they get another quarterback in there. Yeah, um, well, who knows how that might be? That might okay. be another question another, I might uh, ask yeah. later on.
0: Another, another train coming down the line for Curtis is the uh, well when they're gonna to have to pay Mahomes because that's what that's what Oh no
1: no they've no no they've already paid Mahomes. He's got that um like billion dollar deal. Yes. But he hasn't got it yet. Whatever it
0: was. He's done a deal. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Paying true, 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 when, true, when does it true. actually so, count for
1: salary caps? So
0: are the guys that yeah. are getting paid at the moment won't be getting paid? You know, like a Frank mm-hmm. Jones and tidy Kill be looking for his money, and Travis Kelsey will be looking for his money and are these mm-hmm. Are the big guys? They'll be looking for that dosh, and they won't, yeah. get, they won't be getting it because we won't be able for to play them. See, yes, I remember this a, having this discussion a, about Russell the, Wilson a few years back. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. win a Super Bowl, uh, go back to it again. They should have won a second one. And hmm. I was expecting him to be the next dominant player in the NFL. For some reason, it didn't happen, and it's probably the salary cap. You know. The, the, that's only enough so much money to go around. Having said that, I think they're up in the salary cap this year, but mm. I'm not good to get eaten up by any of
1: a, a star QB's contract.
0: But that that's yep. Yeah.
1: Ult- ultimately, right now, um, with the the way that quarterback contracts go, um, it's ultimately going to be team friendly, and you know, but there's going to be so many room, like so much room for adjustments and things like that. It's just it, it it's security for Mahomes and also for the Chiefs right now as well. Um, but um, yeah, like like I said, they do have to pay the likes of uh, Kelsey and, and Hill. Like maybe one of those guys might end up being the odd man out. I think at the very least they're going to be smarter than the likes of the Dallas Cowboys, and they they don't intend to ever pay a running back. No, because um, no. like the, the likes like as we saw from this year, it doesn't matter if you have got Zeke Elliott in your backfield if you don't have a half decent quarterback there to actually give the the passing game a threat, um, because. Yeah, it's just you, they just key on it straight away. Um, so it's good enough. Just you know, if they want to draft a running back, probably not the best idea. But um, you know, likes of Clyde edwards hilaire handy player. Um, but yeah, like the, I think the Chiefs are going to manage to hold on to most of their weapons. The fact they managed to pay both Mahomes and Chris Jones, I'm not necessarily sure how that is going to work in terms of how they're going to work with the cap. But I reckon they are going to be pretty top heavy in terms of who their main skill players are. But if they keep managing to find people like Lejarius Sneed, Snead, uh, who was like you know potential rookie of the year this year, mm-hmm. uh, like very much under the radar, but v- like very excellent player. I think he's he's forced something like four fumbles in four straight games or something like that. Like at least caused turnovers. Um, they're they're drafting really well. They're finding these guys and slotting them in the appropriate positions and it's just building up for what could be it's say it a dynasty god I know right I don't want to say that word too too often because it it does reek of uh, something I do not particularly like but um yeah uh buffalo no a question for you about buffalo bills Josh Allen does he get Patrick Mahomes money I'm not asking does he deserve it I'm asking does he get it <laughs>
0: that's a good question Better not ask me ask his agent um, <laughs> it'll be up
1: to negotiation um, I reckon it's going to be close he's probably going to be about the 40 $49 no, season
0: mark I don't mark. Oh, well, I, I think there's has got to be a negotiation here if he'd uh, if he'd been to three championship games and won a Super Bowl yeah maybe he would get Mahomes money but he hasn't. He's been to one championship game, and he hasn't mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl. So there's got to be a little drop off there, I think.
1: Okay. okay. Unless he's got the best agent in the world. <clears throat> <laughs> like I'm not. I, I certainly don't think he's anywhere in the ballpark of the the skill level of Patrick Mahomes. Um, but he's he's got he's got some intangibles, and uh, this season he has played like an MVP ca- candidate. It's and like quarterbacks like that, they just they get locked up. And these days, they get locked up for a lot of money. Yeah, and Dak Prescott's yeah. going to come off of a, 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 a horrendously busted leg, and he's going to get $40 million either off of the Cowboys or off of someone else. Somebody it's else. Just, just just a fact of the matter now.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, if you want a, that that a franchise QB, you've got to pay for him. That, and that's as simple mm. as that. It's a proven, proven franchise. You can try and build it through... The draft but it might take him three years to, to, to get there. It's taking Josh Allen three years to get there. I mean last year his mm-hmm. starts stats were well, his stats look very similar to Drew Locke's stats this year. Pretty shit. Yeah. I did something I did look up, you know? And there's been a uh, huge leap well, this year. I can't
1: I can't see Drew Locke getting getting as good as uh as, as Josh Allen like next so, year or whatever. I, I don't think Unfortunately. so. Unfortunately. I, I did like um Al Michaels pointing out at the beginning of uh the, the game the other day it's, um, it went from uh, in in his first season Josh Allen accounted for ten touchdowns in his second season he accounted for twenty this season he accounted for forty which of course means that next season is going to account for eighty touchdowns so you've you've heard it here first folks be definitely nice. draft him in your in your fantasy league if you can I don't I don't <laughs> think yeah uh, no. I think that's going to happen. Maybe not quite one for the for the analytics heads there. It's but not, it's and not, also, by the yeah. way, uh, that Al Michaels, Tony Romo, again smashed out of the park. Really, really great. Uh, listening to those guys. I'll take yeah,
0: the play-by-play. Just just do what he does. Do the play-by-play, and Romo's analysis <laughs> has always been spot on. He's been a great find for the broadcast booth. Uh,
1: Absolutely, he's going to get more money being a broadcaster than you ever got as a as a quarterback. Probably At least be appreciated more. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> poor guy, poor guy. Anyway, now that we've talked about it, uh, we know that the Super Bowl Fifty Five in Tampa Bay is going to be contended between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs, and everyone is, of course, saying like, "Oh, this is the first home Super Bowl that a team has ever managed to have." Which is a stupid statistic because, I mean, if they ever hosted Super Bowls in Green Bay or Pittsburgh or Denver, then that would have happened by now. But it just doesn't. It's always in the, the, the southern states, California, maybe up the East Coast somewhere. It never, it never makes it into the places where you know actual hard-nosed teams are built. But um, disregarding all of that, what do you make of the actual matchup then, Dad? Tampa Bay versus Kansas City.
0: Well, I think Kansas has got a week to play over them. You think so? Yeah. Although, I mean, they've got a very good run, run defense, Tampa, but Kansas City don't have to. Chiefs don't have to run it. <laughs> as yeah. you said, the Bills knew they were going to throw it to Kelsey and Hill. It didn't make like a blind bit of difference.
1: Yeah. So what? I mean, you, like what? What? The... What? Holmes
0: does as you mentioned you'll hold on to the ball for five seconds. It's not two and a half, you'll hold on to it for five seconds. And no matter how good a cornerback you are, you're not going to cover a, a top-class wide receiver at tight end for five seconds. Or four seconds for that mark. It's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, especially if that wide receiver is Tyreek Hill uh, or or that cornerback is Travis Kelsey. I mean, I think, like look for a Travis Kelsey to be covered by Devin White. A lot in this one but the thing is Devin White isn't that great in pass coverage I don't think so that that's where I'd I'd be a little bit you know concerned uh he's he's more of a he's more of a rusher and a run defense sort of guy um but but like he does have speed so maybe they will try and put him on Travis Kelsey but like Kelsey's a mismatch for anyone and they just don't really seem to have someone who I think would be able to keep up with him unless they pull up uh, uh, Whitehead from the safety spot it's the closest thing they're going to get I uh, I think that those, those safeties for Tampa are are going to be exploited uh, on, on anything deep like Sean Murphy Bunting and uh, uh, Carlton Davis the third at corner have, have been better uh, recently um, but yeah if, if they manage to get deep Tyreek Hill uh, you know Demarcus Robinson's got a shot there uh, and then of course Travis Kelsey is just going to Make up any space that that is um, you know vacated by the fact that these guys are are moving. It just if you if you take Tyreek Hill deep, you take Travis Kelsey and underneath, boom, yeah, you're going to get yeah. one of them.
0: Yeah, if you take, if you, you you two ways of playing Tyreek Hill, you give him that cushion at the line, you don't let him get past you, but then they can just throw underneath, so maybe a ten yard pick up every time to go. Yeah, uh, the way the key to this is probably the pass rush. The, the, the Buccaneers pass rush you just absolutely. To, you just got to get on to Mahomes' tail and try not to give him any time to throw and you just go yep. for him
1: well, oh, every play, yep. play every play like, absolutely, and something which is definitely a key factor in this matchup is is the offensive line for Kansas City which is uh, missing uh, some of their, their key guys and they've just lost Mitchell Schwartz sorry, they've just lost uh, Eric Fisher their left tackle uh, who's been, you know, like been playing pretty well this season actually. Uh he he like busted his ACL in that uh third or fourth quarter of the, the last game. And um you know just looking at the the rest of the guys they've got along there, you gotta worry about the depth of that offensive line. But I mean I do know that if anyone can actually move around enough to make that not matter so much, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But with uh Shaquille Barrett, our boy and Jason Pierre-Paul there, and Ndamukong and Sue still managed to wreck wreck things up every now and again. Uh, Vita Vea is going to be there pushing up front. Yep. that is the the key matchup in in this one here. I like think if, so. if if they manage to get in Patrick Mahomes' face in this one, and it wouldn't surprise me if they did, then that's going to be advantage Bucks. But I think that Andy Reid's going to know this, and he's going to look to like you know, just take take the short stuff for a while, see how that offensive line's holding up. And, uh, and then just, you know, pick them apart if they need to uh, before just saying like, right, okay, we'll use the, use the fullback, the running back to, to, to block whoever's coming through. Buy Mahomes an extra second and that's an extra second that Tyreek Hill can use to, to go deep and uh, just blast pass uh, the likes of Edwards there. Um, of course, it's never as simple as that, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's certainly a very key matchup to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think on, on the other side of things, the ma- the matchups to watch is on the, is the wide receivers versus those cornerbacks. So you got uh, Chris Godwin who had a, a great game last week, uh after a, a couple of drops. He's had a few problems with drops over over the last few weeks. But uh you know that he's still totally worth it in the passing game. Mike Evans, uh still a like great jump ball specialist. Um uh, they're going to be going up against Brashab Breeland, Ch- Traverius Ward, um, Lejarius Sneed is there as well. And But the, the the key man through all of this, and he's been the key man through the entirety of the postseason, is Tyron Matthew. That guy is just absolutely everywhere in that defensive backfield. Yep. He is just tearing up. He's just finding himself up there making big hits, forcing fumbles, causing interceptions, sacks, you name it. He's involved in it. It's um, He's, he's just been... An, an incredible contributor.
0: Yeah, it's like all the his, all his football experience is just sort of solidified at, the, at this one moment in time. He, he just uh, he's got a football brain. He, mm-hmm. sees, he sees these things happening. He sees them materialise, and that, that's that's the way. we you've played sport at any particular level, <laughs> not that, I'm not saying I have, but <laughs> you, you see things happening in, in, in slow motion. Yeah, you know, it's 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 it, it, it all seems easy, it all comes easy, to you. and that's what the great players in any sport. That's that's, that's how they get to that level. They, they yeah, just, exactly. Uh, you
1: just you, you process things at a different speed. Yes, yes. It, um, it's well, it's uh, like it's like upgrading your computer; it just handles things better.
0: Yes, aye. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's. I it's think going to be interesting, but uh, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. the, the Buccaneers have got Tom Brady, so. I think a lot of this is yeah.
1: the, 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 how they call it. How they call the game. Mm-hmm. I think, um, well, like, I would also be very keen to see what's going to happen with the matchup through the middle there, because uh, the Buccaneers on their their offensive line, obviously, Ali Marpet is really good. Tristan Wirfs has been an excellent addition as a first round pick, but then between those two guys, you've got Jensen and Stinney. Stinney only started his first game the other week, really, and he's not been fantastic. You've got to go up against Chris Jones. He's the he's probably the probably the second or third best interior lineman after Aaron Donald in the NFL, which is no no mean feat because Aaron Donald is just a total freak. Well, if you're a if you're a um, rookie
0: offensive lineman, what your coach will do is just make it easy for you. He so block a guy in front of you. Yeah, and that, that's as simple as that. I mean, you don't you don't get them. You want to get them pulling and blocking for, for running backs. Just just. Keep it simple, block a guy in front of you. It won't be that simple. but
1: uh, Yeah, well, yeah, they're going to move that. things around and stuff. I reckon you're probably going to get some help from likes of Gronkowski in the in the blocking game. He might take out Alex Okafor, and then that might free up Tristan Worst to come through there and have a go on Chris Jones. But Chris Jones is just that good that you'd have to be a little bit worried. Um, uh, is Leonard Fournette an X factor in this? Or are, 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 are we just being... Uh, being told that maybe he might actually be not too bad in this. Well,
0: there's too, there's too, which which Leonard for let two Leonard for next Stuart.
1: <laughs> there is indeed. There's probably like three or four. He's multiple personalities. Yeah,
0: yeah. It could be the one that uh, averages in like two yards a carry, or it could be the one that averages six yards a carry. You never know.
1: Well, chances are he'll be the one that averages two yards per carry, but then you'll have a ninety-yard run, which will yeah. totally bulk up his uh, his average yards per carry stats. Well. Um it could but, but he's uh, been he's been running well over the last little while and that might help slow things down a little bit. Yes. But I, I do feel that ultimately Steve Spagnolo is gonna have his defense moving around, um causing questions for the passing game. He's gonna he's gonna bring them up and stop the run when needed. Spagnolo just knows what's what's going on. He's not got the the greatest uh like you know lineup. Going around, but um, it's guys that can all show up in individual games. Yeah. Like Frank Clark is just a forgotten man on that defensive line. They, they paid a lot of money for him. Um, he's not been fantastic, but we know fine well that on, on any given game he can come in there and he can cause some havoc.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's just something that doesn't always come up in the stats. You know, how, how much of a nuisance you make of yourself. Mm-hmm. That, that, that isn't a stat makes a nuisance of himself. N-
1: nuisance. But Actually, you're, I just you're, bought PFF um, Elite and I'm pretty sure that nuisance is a statistic <laughs> they have in there.
0: <laughs> if, if you've got the full attention of the, the, the lineman opposite you and you're, getting him, you're driving him back, you're moving him out of the way and running players, you're driving him back on the pass plays, um, you, 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 you tie up players, you make way for the, the, the edge rush hours and the, the blitz hours. These are all factors as far as I'm concerned. They never get there. They never get the headlines. The way that, that, yeah. that um, the sacks get the headlines has it, it, always annoyed me. You know, I think things like pressures and hurries—that's a more important stat. You know,
1: absolutely. And I think the likes of uh, PFF are really doing a very good job at beginning to quantify those things, and um, maybe they will start. You know, being being taken a little bit more seriously. Like people will will realize that these guys. You know, they, 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 they cause these pressures they cause things to happen they get within a certain distance of a quarterback and it causes them to have to move a certain way or something that's yeah that's affecting the game definitely. yeah
0: ah, you, you you get the pressure quarterback pulls the ball down runs a little weight to get to the guy that's there second or third and he gets the glory yeah something yep. wrong, there. wrong. <laughs> yeah
1: exactly like if you're if you have a like uh, a defensive end coming in right in front of the, the quarterback and he might he might see what's going on there which is usually why you stick the really good guy around the around the blind side and then that's that's how you're trying to defend it which is always like oh well you've got to have a good blind side offensive tackle um, but then you know like you say you just have you have cleanup sacks it's someone who's being like flushed out and then just runs into trouble but yeah. that trouble happens to be Shaq Barrett he gets yeah. 22 and a half sacks man oh, sure yeah Roman Shaq it was
0: yeah how boy I suppose that's just uh, what, you, well, that's what you call containment, and that's, that's down to uh, having the personnel in place and having good coaching, calling the right play at the right mm-hmm. time. as uh, a whole little uh, cocktail, and they uh, you've just got to get it right.
1: Yeah, yeah right. and it's, it's it's not easy, otherwise we'd be doing it for a living. But, um, yeah, we'll probably have a, a proper... We'll have another look at the, this match-up before it actually comes to pass. But, Dad... Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl 55, who have you got? And what's the score? They will have to. Do it. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. Nil basically. Nil, please. It's nil Nil. Nil Nil. <laughs> uh, everyone goes home. Yeah. Don't you dare put this down to a COVID cancellation cool without having it.
0: Yeah, COVID winners.
1: Uh <laughs> oh, what's the pains,
0: me Uh oh. I think it's got me closer than I originally thought. I didn't. I, I, there's, I think there's a lot of experience on the Dantley Bay side. And we told there, mm-hmm. you can never discount them. The defence has been playing well. It depends yeah. if they can actually... It, it, on the other side of the, 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 the pitch, Kansas City Chiefs, great offence. Um, Mahomes, Kelsey, hell. Uh, and A few other decent receivers, but I they think the defense can be got at. So mm-hmm. it'll be up to Bruce Arians to come up with a scheme to to try and uh, go for them, go at them. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got to go at them all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Credit where it's due to offensive coordinator Byron Left, which, as well, by the way, for oh, I tell you what, Byron, been... I remember him starting for the Jaguars. Same, same. I remember that. Like I was saying that just the other day. That I remember him being drafted. And uh, everyone was a little bit excited, and he would show flashes or whatever, but yeah. uh, just never, never quite materialized oh into a pure, like a pure uh, franchise quarterback. But he's doing an excellent job as a coordinator, and yeah. Uh, yeah, like he's definitely a name that you're going to hear more and more over the next couple of years, I think. Yeah. So I yeah, give me a give me a score. Give a me a score. score. I don't no,
0: know. We <laughs> ne- nearly escaped out of that one there. I don't know. Thirty-five, twenty-five, Kansas.
1: Oh, it's about the sort of ballpark I was going. So, oh, should I go outrageous? No, I should I, I go, so, uh, I don't know. Okay, so you said th- 35, 25. Okay, I'll go 34, huh. 26, 20, go 28, 34, 28. Uh, not the same as me. That's just... <laughs> okay, fine then. I will go 48, 32
0: what about the uh, loser score. <laughs> about your losing facts of league squad? Go for that one.
1: Oh, okay. come on now, that's not fair. I've already, I've already like aired out that dirty laundry. <laughs> Congratulations again to Adam, by the way. Well done. So I probably didn't listen <laughs> to you, so it's okay. Thoroughly deserved. Right. I'll, I'll okay, see so. my boy. All right, I, I, I won't make a talk about, about that anymore, Dad. Nope. Uh, but as a Broncos fan, oh. I did want to ask you about the situation with the Broncos being linked with the likes of Deshaun Watson, not very likely, granted. Yeah. Matthew Stafford, I yeah. a fair bit more likely. Yeah. Or a quarterback in the draft, such as Mac Wilson or Trey Lance. Ooh. Where do you think the Broncos are going to be going with quarterback next season? Or is Drew Locke still the guy? Mm. Well, that's questions for the new general manager. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so I think the problem with the Broncos is the ownership situation being up in the air, no direct uh, decision making coming down the line. So it's been sort of drifting the wind for the past four years. Regards the yeah. quarterback situation, I don't know. You think there's times you watch Drew Locke and he does some really good stuff and he's certainly improved from last season, but this season's been so stop start.
1: It's it's too few and far between. So, so it's really um, but yeah. You think I think Broncos fans are holding on to that game they had against the Texans, but the Texans were not a good defense. I'm not. I don't want to talk about the Texans. The Texans just well that was that was the Texans who went to the bloody
0: playoffs. But <sighs> Texans. Okay, I'll, get, I'll yeah. speak about the Broncos quarterback situation. Um, I don't think we got a realistic chance of getting to Sean Watson.
1: No, uh, I don't uh, think we've got the draft capital for. No, We'd have to no, give up too uh, much.
0: Uh, yeah, and uh Although I think he would immediately make the Broncos a contender. Absolutely, like is,
1: people would start talking about it as a Super Bowl favorites or something. Yeah. if Deshaun <laughs> Watson. Was and there. In spite of the, like,
0: Broncos roster is good. Yes, despite the record, there's been gutted with injuries. I mean, the only team worse injuries this season was San Francisco. The Broncos got absolutely, oh, ripped apart injuries this year, and they still managed to put. Keep games close well a lot of the time not all the time frangio puts together a good defense um it's difficult to tell um probably would not up enough for probably not an attractive enough destination for
1: matthew stafford he's still only I, I don't know like I, I feel as if like i mean i think the colts make the most yeah, sense for colts matthew make stafford, the most right sense, yeah but the broncos can offer him a lot because we've got weapons We've got a, a, we're building an offensive line there. Uh, Garrett Garrett Bowles was, I think, he was the best graded offensive lineman in the NFL this yeah, season per yeah. BFF. Um, oh certainly certainly a tackle. Um, and you've got the likes of Jerry Judy. You've got KJ Hamler. Cortland Sutton's coming back. You've got Noah Fant. You've got a great backfield with Philip Lindsay and Mel and um, uh, Melvin Ingram Melvin Gordon, sorry. Um. And you've got a, a strong defense. It's automatically a better looking team than Matthew Stafford has ever had. And so he, he's got to think about doing it. But then also, you know, the Colts are in a very similar situation. I think it's going to be up to Matthew Stafford where he wants to go. Because oh, uh, be I, think, I think the the Broncos can offer offer a pick or whatever. Uh, I, I said a second rounder for him. Darren seems to think that because of cap space and stuff, it might be more of a fourth rounder. Well, no, that's not going to get it done.
0: Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I think i has got to take a first round from next year to get
1: them. Oh, really? I like, think so. I, I think like, because they've kind of mutually agreed to part ways. That's a possibility. I think that,
0: Darren, Darren saying fourth. It's not, it. might be multiple. I, don't, yeah, I, I, think, I think fourth is a bit of a, a, bit Mul- of a stretch. Multiple seconds, maybe. Um, mm. And they might actually it's, play hardball. It, hard it could, ball. could be a bidding war. But they could be a hardball, and what they want some, they'll probably want
1: something this year. But like D- Detroit probably won't make him go to somewhere he doesn't want to go. So I, I do think that out of respect, they're going to say at Stafford, like, okay, the difference between putting you to here or putting you to there yeah. is nominal. What would you prefer? And then he'll say Colts, and then, then they go for it. Um, but, you know, teams might know that as well, so that might change the way that they go about these mm-hmm. things. Um so yeah, it's it's a little bit up in the air. But um if if the Broncos don't get Stafford, I I kinda of feel as if drafting a quarterback might be I mean like it could really help you. Well I don't get it. Or it could really hinder one. you because like they do have a they, they have a team that you could take to the yeah. playoffs now.
0: Well what what you're speaking about with it if Yeah, they're picking it nine. So they're not gonna get Trevor they Lawrence so They're probably not gonna get Justin Fields. So he's picking someone like Trey Lance, which I I I think they'll probably if, if you know the way they go if if the quarterbacks go one and two Trey Alliance has got to move in the top half dozen. Yeah, it could well happen. Could well happen.
1: Just like, like especially and a, lot with this, and all, a lot. of
0: This all depends on whether the Jets roll with Sam Darnold
1: or not. Um, I, I, yeah. I would think it's unlikely, but like stranger things have happened, and yeah. there's been talk about uh Rob Rob Sala being. Keen to maybe do something like that, I think, I think the, Jets do, have the got Dolphins too much. might auction off that third, that yeah. third overall pick as yeah. uh, as Neil Shepard. I think actually, was it Neil Shepherd or was it actually no? I think it was Andrew McConkey pointed out um, that they might just auction that off because they could just continue building on yes, with other yes. picks. I think
0: it, I think the Jets need more players than a quarterback. I think they've got one. It could be quite serviceable, but I think they've got so many um, needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Probably, I would think they should move back. Other teams will easily move up. As for Denver, I don't know where they've got to go. Um, <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> think they'll... They might They might pick up a, a quarterback in the second round. Uh, the, the college, what is it, Mark Jones? Yeah. Uh, more like a game manager, not a, not a headliner, but a winner, I suppose. But you put me or you into that backfield probably be a job.
1: <laughs> true, true. Uh, uh okay well I'm gonna put it put it this way let's say the Broncos said to the Texans we'll give you three first round picks yeah and a second round pick for Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. do we think that's a good deal
0: we we do we well, if you said two first rounds in a second yeah that'd be a great deal but three tell you watch Stuart I mean I wouldn't.
1: You would think I about it.
0: I would do it. it. I would do it. Yeah, because I've been to a, get a quarterback like been that. i quarterback purgatory for the past five years,
1: mm-hmm. which is it. We don't. We that. don't
0: like that. We've been through it before. I know. What? What? Uh, I mean, honestly, well, you win a Super Bowl, and then the next person you get taking the snap is Trevor Simeon. I do it, know That's just. <laughs> Ah, the G. Part of the GM. there, just sack him. Oh, it was John Elway. right.
1: oh, it was John Elway. You can't suck him.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was. But well, hey, that, that was that was going. I just this for, they, for they, that they, era. No, they didn't. Uh, he didn't do his due diligence there. I, I, I this, I just wasn't good enough.
1: No, they, I don't know. they sold out for those years, much like the Patriots did for for the last uh, last few as well, according to to Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I, way I look at it. Yeah. But, but you know no, we've, we've got ourselves. About, but we're not in a terrible spot. Yeah. We're just like a couple no. of players away from being really competitive.
0: Yeah, but I, I think with a new GM on board, sometimes the best decision to make is make no decision. So yeah. I think that I think we get a roll with lock for next year. Oof, and we not <laughs> we're not actually bad enough to draft one of the top QB prospects. And this like is the thing. thing about Denver. Thing, the, the, Strange things happen. the thing about Denver. There's never been as bad as say, and I choose this team carefully. Cleveland to get <laughs> all the top picks. They've never been for as as bad for as long. You know, you just tend to be mediocre. So you're you're, you're picking at the middle out the middle of the pack. You know, for, for what seems forever. So it
1: gets more and more difficult to get uh like a top draw QB prospect. He, here's a point, right? Uh, new GM quite likes trading in and around the place, especially for picks and stuff. Broncos hold the number 10 overall pick. Nine. Uh, it's nine. It's nine, yeah. sure one is. And the Dolphins hold the number three overall pick. And yeah. they, they probably won't be taking a, a quarterback. So, you know, they, they, they want a wide receiver. They want a Jamar Chase. They want a Devonta Smith. Would... The Broncos be able to chain to trade up to get whoever else is available there. If the quarterback that they want is at three, do they do it? They pull the trigger and say like this year's first, second, and next year's first or something.
0: So I I don't like really trading seconds and thirds because that's where you get the best value in the draft. As far well as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, uh, usually like, is historically that's that's where you get yeah. Yeah, the, the first was where the, you know, the, the landmark, the, the, the banner players, mm-hmm. but a lot of times these guys
1: flame out. Yeah. Personally, I don't like the idea of trading for someone who's not a proven commodity in the NFL. Indeed. Um, yeah. unless, that's why you like, like this guy's the next nailed on stud. It's, I mean, it's three, really, me, really three, difficult three, to quantify. Yeah,
0: three first round picks for the show and that, that that's not too much big a price to pay. As far as I'm concerned, because it's a proven commodity, and, and mm-hmm. we've seen how difficult it is. And you should look around the league and see how difficult it is to get a. It's so a hard to franchise get a, a, a
1: great quarterback, and that is what Deshaun Watson is. He is a, yeah. a, a top top three quarterback at least in the NFL right now.
0: Yeah, playing on the worst worst I don't know worst run team I've seen in years. I just yeah, it, it just it just absolutely staggers me. Is that is that you another? <laughs> Podcaster, <laughs> on Houston Texans.
1: Oh, that like the Houston Texans are top to uh, bottom are this is year's New York Giants. Like we just can't help but talk about them. They're just fascinating. Dysfunction. And I'm, I'm certain, I'm certain that we will way. have. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a dedicated pod for them. I'm yeah. fairly certain of it. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh Just looking at the time. So yeah, we've been going for for about an hour. Um. We could. Uh, right no, like one thing we were considering toying with the idea of here was um, the end of season awards. Uh, I would just be keen to hear what what your ones are, Dad. I think maybe I'll, I'll save uh, uh, some of my picks uh, for actually no, whatever. We'll just talk about the ones that we've like sort of listed down. And well, anything, any other thoughts that you've got? And Darren can always contribute later on because he will have uh, a whole bunch of Cleveland players in his probably. So
0: yeah, uh, that's none of them spring to mind. I'm afraid right we'll, we'll yeah. go through it you've got uh, here we go alex smith comeback player of the year alex smith well it couldn't well, be, it anybody be else but i just wish he would retire
1: oh just because you're Oh every time him, every or?
0: time he's you know when the protection breaks around they're coming for him. i'm going oh no 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 and then the pan up till you see his wife and his kids up in the stands and i'm going oh shit no that's, that's the media. You, you could do that for any. I know, yeah, but what he's been through, he doesn't need the money. Just Alex, just stop it. Just stop it. Just
1: just now, give him a break.
0: You're a he, good but, guy,
1: but he's just he's still it. like, he's bringing teams to the playoffs. You have no business of being there. Um, and like like the like the Washington football team are, you know, they're. Progressing, there's like some actual clear signs of progress there. I think. Yeah, I think they're a good coach. They've not got a shit owner, but they've got a good coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they've got some whole like things that they need to be doing doing there. But yeah, comeback player of the year. There's no one else who could possibly be other than yep. Alex Smith. Yeah. Uh, not even going to bother listing some of these like you know other ones people might might think of. It's Alex Smith by a, yeah, a long way. Yeah. Easily. Um, offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um I think most people had that down as Justin Herbert. Yeah. Um, yeah he was incredible as a rookie. Um, like it was the first rookie quarterback in history to throw over thirty touchdowns. Um, but like I do feel as if this award, much like any offensive award, needs to be broken down between quarterbacks and non-quarterbacks, well, because yeah. Justin Jefferson in Minnesota was outstanding yeah, yeah, as well. A great one, one of the best route runners to come out of college yeah. I've seen in a long time. I would also put in there uh, Joe Burrow
0: would have been up in there on the mention. Until his injury, from when he was playing, yeah, yeah really that, looks, that's
1: absolutely true. Really looks the deal, yeah, yeah. And you know a, what you know, what porous offensive line.
0: Uh, that's just one thing that really annoyed me about uh, you know draft time last year. Justin Herbert, you know what? One of the things about knocking him on. And this is ridiculous. Oh, he's never played football outside of Oregon. You know, he's a <laughs> Oregon kid, high school Oregon. He went, he went he went to college in Oregon. Played for, played for the Ducks. No, he's never been out of the state. Are you
1: kidding me? Darren still thinks he's going to retire and work for Nike in a couple of years. <laughs>
0: possible, Because <laughs> uh, that will be Oregon. Yeah. Good call, Darren.
1: Yeah, indeed, it would
0: be. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I couldn't disagree with any of those. Um, yeah. I probably don't it, watch it as much good. football as you do, but uh, I don't think there's been any other rookies just
1: leapt into the conversation there. Really? Yeah. I mean, like I, I would, I would say. In terms of offense, you've got to give James Robinson a lot of credit in Jacksonville because uh, playing at a running back spot uh, and just uh, you know usurping anyone else who was there and uh, like kind of dominating from a running back standpoint behind an offensive line that wasn't really that good. He was, oh, he was just quite say, impressive. But Stuart, but if you play in it's very different.
0: You play in Jacksonville, you're not in a conversation for anything. No, really.
1: no. But yeah, J- Justin Jefferson, he'd be um, my my other guy there in that regard. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, Antoine Winfield Jr. of the of the Buccaneers. Like I say, just come in there and been super solid. Um, I'd also put Chase Young in that conversation. Yeah, I think I've, most yeah. people will actually have him as the as the front runner. I he, he had a really quiet midseason point, though, so uh, you know, not quite so yeah. sure about that. He's the only one I've seen in the Chase need.
0: Young. I watched a, a game we I was playing the well they played the Buccaneers in the playoff round but he didn't get didn't a, a mm. that much bigger game. It's a problem with um, rookies is offensive and defensive they sometimes fade out of the game. Maybe not a quarterback yep. because that's <laughs> the centre of everything happening. But you know, they can they can have quiet periods. But that's just that's just the nature of it. It's yeah, nature yeah.
1: of the game, like, but that, that's that's a bunch of guys who look like uh, proper professionals right out the gate. I think uh, Chase Young is, uh, is a special talent, and we're going to see him just you know leap off the page next season yeah. potentially once yeah. he's got a few more things figured out, maybe got a little bit more more you know idea about how the NFL works. But uh, those other guys, like, definitely want to give them some shine. Uh, like I say, luxurious le- 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 sneed, as I mentioned earlier on, just uh, kind of under the radar, but really showing up over the last few weeks when it's really mattered. Oh, hello. I'm frozen here. Oh, and I think my dad might have frozen. Dad, have you frozen? I lost you up. Please don't end your uh, your conversation, if you can hear me. I'm going to buzz you back. <pod> ah, <artifact> oh, there you are. Yeah, you're just frozen there. <laughs> Yeah, likewise. <laughs> um but yeah, uh moving on. Uh don't necessarily like did you did you pause your recording or anything by the way, Dad? You all good? Oh, no, good it going? Uh it's still going. Good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, so uh, quick ones here then. Offensive player of the year, um Derek Henry, like still bucking the trend for running backs. Yeah. Uh I'll, I'll like just consistently points. smashing over folks. Yeah. Love watching him. Yeah, it's just like the the stiff arms from hell that oh, you just put on players week man. in week out. It's one of those things that it just it gets your your blood pumping. See, when you Steve, see that's, it that's one thing
0: I always see a stiff arm. You know when you catch a, the the face mask. Mm-hmm. If you were a the defensive side, of the ball would be called everything.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you, you can't <laughs> grab it. You can push at it. You just okay. can't grab Hold it and it. haul it down. That's uh, the thing. hands to face <laughs> illegal hands to face unless your name's Derek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's fine. Um, I also had uh, Patrick Mahomes in there, so yeah, spoiler yeah, alert yeah. for who I reckon he, he, he I'm going to get, have in as the actual MVP. You get to him. everything else. Move on. <laughs> yeah, Vol- exactly. So that's yeah. fine. But um, and then from the wide receiving standpoint, Devante Adams just been lights out. He had he had like a touchdown in something like ten straight games. Yeah, Uncovered. and he's, he was just like uncoverable at points.
0: Yeah, till actually miles. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: in. harsh! Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Aaron Donald slash TJ Watt. Aaron like, Donald. You've you got to games. give it to Aaron Donald. That's yeah. it. So it's like this, this kind of the whole thing about. Yeah, I mean, I also feel as if I should have a non QB MVP award, but then apparently that should also be called the Aaron Donald award. So. We should probably just have a non-QB MVP who's not named Aaron Donald Award because he's just there every year, <laughs> being this ridiculous monster. Well, he's this, making a mess of offensive linemen. If you look, you look at uh, many, a
0: lot of the time you're, uh, you're, you're sack leaders. You know, they're all outside linebackers. He's a defensive end. He,
1: he gets his, defensive he's, tackle. He's interior. Tackle. he.
0: Oh, he's, well, he's, they only play a three-man front. So yeah, he mm. just. Uh, he
1: gets it from that position. I, I think it's just amazing. It's stupid. He's amazing. It's, it, never seen anyone do what Aaron Donald does, and he does it so well, so consistently. There's just never yeah. been a player like him. I mean, I, 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 I really enjoyed...
0: Must have been the playoff games, watching the Rams. The Rams' defence, I just love watching. I thought they were brilliant.
1: But bet your offence is so shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they got some work to do on that side of the ball, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coach of the Year, Uh, I've got a couple of nominees for you. Obviously, Kevin Stefanski up there getting the Browns to the playoffs. Sean McDermott Mm -hmm. taking the Bills all the way to the championship game. And uh, although they didn't make the playoffs, I still thought that Brian Flores did an amazing job with the Miami Dolphins. They maybe threw it away in the last game, but wow, to even be in the conversation there, they're really doing something, especially on defense.
0: Yeah, I I would go with Flores because it's a rebuild. What he did mm-hmm. in the last season I was impressed with. You know, getting him competitive. And, and yeah, they have been competitive this year. And that's just a, a rebuild that he's been in charge of from, from the ground up. Yeah, it's, it's been quite impressive, yeah. Whether yeah. they're going to go and do anything with that. <laughs> Next season. <laughs> you know, he's got them back to relevance. You know, they're, 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 they can't compete now, so that's... To yeah. me, that's 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 better coaching rather than just getting a good team and winning a few games here and there. Maybe winning a championship. That to me isn't a great coaching. Getting a really yeah. shit team and marketing into a pretty good team. That's coaching. Yeah, like
1: he's he's done done a really good job on, on that. You know, doing doing
0: a really good job with uh, not the greatest of players and the uh, backups and you know, loads of things like that. Yeah. I'll go with a blind for, it. for it is there. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I would I would find it be hard pressed to disagree with you although um I do think that Kevin Stefanski and Sean McDermott both did fantastic jobs. Yes, I agree. I, with I, you I it's I'd it's probably good. lean I'd probably lean to to Stefanski just um you know given you know the the, the nature of the Browns really. Yeah. Um yeah I could I could not argue with Frog.
0: Give Forres. give give Stefanski and McDermott both awards for having to coach in
1: Buffalo and Cleveland. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Brian Flores just kicking back with a a caipirinha or something like yeah. that on Miami Beach, oh, doing nice. all right. Oh wait, he's probably having to stay at home. Anyway, moment of the year. Now, I had a couple here, right? Tom Brady, forgetting about a down against the Bears. Yeah, saw that. Thinking he had another another down still to go. Yeah, yeah. The, the fingers up. Yeah, yeah. Was memed all over the place. Fantastic. Uh, on a more serious note. The Washington football team, changing the name, you know, starting to change the culture around there. That was, like, really, you know, good to see. Uh, yes, yes. The, the, uh, long overview, yeah.
0: but I mean, the, that's basically chicken, The like metaphors here, chickens come home to roost. The Dan Snyder, now the cows remember,
1: come home to roost. They're
0: under so much pressure. I mean, some people might not like this, oh, it's this woke generation. No, they've been treating
1: people like shit.
0: It's as simple as that.
1: Yeah, and, exactly. In, in, and, internally, within the organisation, it was an awful, awful toxic uh, environment, as well as having a name change, which just basically glorified an old ideal. Yeah. Well, you,
0: you, you think, oh, it's An traditional. old ideal. If, if there's only Native Americans out there, or First Nations as they call them in the, the, Canada, and you are offended by the term Redskins, well, that should be enough of a reason to stop calling it. We are Scottish. You like getting card jocks, you like getting card sweaty, you like that's that's rhyming slang by the way, Okay. You don't like people <laughs> it, it you know when it's a disparaging term, you know when it's not used as a you know, you guys are great. It's just It's not it's not necessary. It's,
1: it's not it's necessary. dated, it is, it and is
0: needed it is dated and they need to move on it should have been eight years ago.
1: But yeah, a, here's hoping they can't move
0: on. Change of ownership. wipe the slate. Move on.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: What if, but what are they going to be called? You could have another little competition for your your listeners. That one. What, are, what is their team's name going to be? Oh well, have got. We, one. we were still
1: hoping for the Washington monuments, but uh, it remains to be seen. Washington Insurrectionists. That would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, speaking, of moving on, uh, the Hill Murray was also an incredible moment for this season. Uh, well, there was a whole bunch of actual football-like moments there, but my my personal favourite, and it's on a negative point, but like I uh, really had so much respect for Kendall Hinton going out there. And just giving it a go at quarterback oh. for the Broncos after like they just had no one they could play what and due COVID regulations Kendall what a, what Hinton just a, came in and just gave it his best
0: absolute farcical situation. You know yeah. they went in and all had all these rule changes to you know in the name of player safety, and then they make the Broncos go out there put a guy out there who's had 24 hours to practice. I just yeah. thought that was an absolute disgrace. And then mm. the same week in the same space of a fortnight, the 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 Ravens-Pittsburgh game has pushed back three times.
1: Yeah. Uh, there was different like circumstances and stuff surrounding it, but, you know, it's... Yeah, but three times, Stuart. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it does seem a bit a bit much, perhaps, but, hey, them's, them's the bricks. Tell you right now, and if, um, if, it, if it was part of my homes that had
0: got COVID or something, they would have just, I just need to play it because you're the poster boy. Go on, on you go.
1: Oh controversial comments there from Steve yeah. Bothwell at the last last minute. You want controversy from your man. Well, I've, I've been, Sorry, I've we been got you on.
0: Keeping my powder that's why you're the powder dry here. That's why you're the people's <laughs> analyst. Oh, I don't like I don't like I'm not a populist Stuart. I do tell I don't tell
1: people what they want to hear. Just saying what they're all thinking though. Um and I think just to round things off, MVP uh I I had a I had a double here so obviously yep, Aaron Rodgers I think is your uh your your season MVP he's just been from start to finish absolutely incredible apart from one game where he just kind of stunk the house out but wowza, just what what a season uh, totally up there with his his best season uh back in was it 2010 2011 um in, incredible unparalleled uh people were still putting like saying, like, oh well, you know, Mahomes is, is better. Like, well, no, Mahomes is, is great, but this season Rogers was on another level. And uh but the the other one I have there is the MVP, is all the medical staff organizers, anyone else who managed to you know contribute in making sure that we had an actual season this year because it it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, it would have been easy just to um, give it all up See, no you know when I get a blah but have a lot of money in the line Stuart. so it is money, it was risky, there's you, you, health you, you, aspects involved yeah. in it, but it's it's been done with like a relatively low amount of impact on the players and their their families. And like mm-hmm. the, you know those who didn't want to take part, they were given the option to opt out earlier on like before the season. Like, you know, the, the NFL did their best to, you know, continue with life as it should be and actually you know accommodate the things that they need to do for the for the virus which is yeah. uh you know like it was effectively probably handled better than it was in any other sporting league that i can think of uh, yeah my head. maybe that's maybe that's a bit of bias um but no i, like I think I you're right a very good job
0: i think you're right because you look at the mess that happened in scotland and the football in england the football in england they put them in a bubble and they've even I've actually told them to stop celebrating goals now mm. just it's
1: it's just say, well, just, it's why so bother, tough to why bother do anything you. like that
0: you know you're a, you're playing together ah i can't even going to go there yeah, yeah give it to them yeah yeah anyways yeah. i mean I, MBBs, I so. If, so, you get, if you get the super bowl you shouldn't get one you could you know that's, a, that's just your mvp trophy so you get enough. don't get I'm, um i've gotten and donald a bit of mention there as well because i think if you got some decent teams and your play drags them to another level and that, mm-hmm. that should be factored in i think but never almost never is. that's what yeah rogers right. drags green Bay up another level and arden Dordle certainly keeps uh, the rams competitive but, uh,
1: he absolutely does uh yeah. obviously like it's some of the work that he does that allows like so jalen ramsey and uh demarius williams to do do their thing and, uh, yeah, that was it. I think that's a pretty good uh, point to sort of finish off on. And uh, I, I just want to mention right now, by the way, it is my mother, Helen Bothwell's birthday today. And uh, she's just been shown on the screen. Uh, I, I just, just want to wish you a very happy birthday, Mum. Uh, I, I will talk to you personally after uh, we've finished recording, which will be uh, very, very shortly. Yes. <laughs> okay okay all right then guys um dad thanks Thanks you very much for uh for stepping in at short notice for for darren who's uh currently suffering with uh some, some health issues uh, i hope to have him back soon enough but as as ever dad uh, absolute yeah. pleasure having your your insight into this yeah. and your thoughts and feelings and it's, a, it's a, a, a nice refreshing change up for everyone yeah you wouldn't want to do it every week though right eh? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to do it with Darden every week. So uh, <laughs> so
0: do well, it way. I think I know what's causing Darden's migraines. It's that, that wallpaper behind you, buddy. It's just <laughs> hey, you leave this wallpaper alone. Oh, it's, it's wild, all right. That's this wild man. <laughs> <laughs> give him my Excellent. give him my regards and uh, everybody
1: there. Yeah, we'll do. Honestly. Okay. all right well uh, thank you very much to everyone for listening and uh we should hopefully be back with uh, another episode or two before the super bowl um but uh yeah just enjoy the hype and um we'll speak to you all later have a good one right. Bye bye bye